0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Now we continue our current Open House series on Fearless Daughters of the Bible with author Lee Grady. His book is about 22 of what he describes as mold-breaking women in the biblical narrative. It's a book to affirm, uplift, encourage women to show them the very special place God has for them in his world and work. One of the very strong themes of Lee's book is leadership, how numbers of women took on the great burden, often, of leadership in the Bible storyline. Tonight, we're going to be looking at three of those leaders. Lee Grady, welcome back to Open House.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: It's a great series. Lee, one of your aims in writing this book is to demonstrate the way women have taken on important leadership through the biblical narrative. Why do you think that point needs to be made?
1: Well, I think it's very important because, as you know, in many uh, circles in the church around the world, and this is certainly not just a problem in Australia, uh, all over the world there are people who have a more traditional mindset and believe that somehow uh, women don't ever serve in leadership roles. Uh, oftentimes they have misinterpreted certain scriptures in the New Testament and they have ignored a lot of other passages in the Bible and so they don't believe that women are ever used in these ways and uh, of course uh, I believe that if you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation you see that he does indeed raise up women in many different ways to be leaders and to have the gift of leadership
0: Okay, let's talk about the three that you've chosen first Miriam Tell us about her story and why you've chosen her under this category of leadership.
1: Sure. Well, we know that Miriam served in the time of uh, early Israel during the time of her brother Moses. We know that she walked with Moses and her other brother Aaron as a leader in ancient Israel. And a lot of people don't realize that she really served as an elder in that time period. There is one particular verse in the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 4, that says that it was uh, Moses and Miriam and Aaron who served as uh, the leaders of Israel at that time. Micah 6, 4 says, Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and ransomed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And so it was those three who led Israel during that time, and Miriam was a woman, but she served, uh, obviously, uh, in a leadership role in an ancient time period when women would not have normally had that kind of opportunity. Uh, And so she's a wonderful example for women leaders all throughout all time periods.
0: One of the others you've chosen is Esther. Why Esther, Lee?
1: Well, we all know that Esther uh, served as a queen in uh, that ancient time period when, uh, when she was tapped by God to intervene for the nation of Israel. Uh, Esther was certainly not somebody that we would have necessarily picked to be in that position. She was probably a very timid, shy girl when she found out that she had to report to the palace. Um, she was probably terrified. It was a very scary situation that she was thrust into, but we know that her cousin Mordecai came to her. He found out what was going on. He found out that there was a genocide plot that had been hatched against the people of Israel, and God supernaturally put her in that position so that he could use her to intervene. And I like to tell women that sometimes God reserves certain uh, challenges for women to deal with. And in this case... God chose a woman to protect Israel from genocide, and so he, he put her in that position. He favored her. Esther was actually used to change a law. Uh, she was thrust into authority. She was given the scepter to rule, and not only did she stop the genocide from happening, but uh, she remained in that position, and she enacted laws and governed uh, as w- alongside her cousin Mordecai. Together they governed Uh, In that very secular environment, God used them in amazing ways.
0: And it's another reminder of the way God mostly works, and that is not through those who are especially gifted or multi-talented. Sometimes he does. But most often it's people who feel inadequate and feel fearful, so therefore they're delivered to a greater depth of trust in him because they sure know they can't do it in their own strength.
1: Absolutely, and Esther was an orphan. I mean, her parents had died. We don't know exactly the the situation that she faced, but she was alone. She was probably a very insecure person because of her background, and yet God put this man Mordecai in her life, her relative, her cousin, and he obviously was a man of incredible faith, and so his encouragement uh, is what really thrust Esther into that place of influence, and that's that's why I ended up naming the name of my ministry, The Mordecai Project, mm. is because I believe that my role as a man of God is to encourage as many women as possible to step into their place of influence and to use the gifts of leadership that God has given them.
0: It's a great point. Your final choice, an interesting one, Mary Magdalene. Why have you chosen her? And tell us about her leadership, Lee.
1: Sure. Well, a lot of people don't uh, re- they don't realize that Mary Magdalene plays a very important role in the New Testament church, because in John chapter 20, we find that she was, uh, you know, one of the first people to go and to learn that Jesus had been raised from the dead. But then she, uh, we see her in John 20, standing at the tomb alone. Suddenly Jesus appears to her. They have a conversation. She didn't even realize it was Jesus at first, but then when he speaks to her and reveals himself to her, Then he commissions her, and he says, Go and tell my brothers that I'm alive. And Mary Magdalene was the very first person commissioned by Jesus to go and actually preach the message of his resurrection. Uh, I believe that that is significant, that God chose a woman to do that. Uh, We know that Jesus' women followers were the first people to show up at the tomb, and that's very significant because in the time of Jesus, Uh, they didn't even believe in that culture. They didn't believe that women could be witnesses in a courtroom. They didn't believe that women were trustworthy or that they could be witnesses uh, to address any kind of legal case. And yet Jesus chose one of his women followers to be the first witness of the resurrection. I believe Jesus was reversing something when he did that, and I believe that he was empowering women in the new covenant, in the in this new season of the kingdom, the season of the Holy Spirit, that he was empowering women to be his uh, voices for him, to speak for him, and to lead. And so Mary Magdalene got to be the very first person to go out there and tell that Jesus was alive.
0: It's a wonderful story to highlight. I've so enormously enjoyed this series, Lee Grady. Sadly, we wrap it up uh, next week in our final conversation. You're going to be looking at the top three fearless daughters of the bible as you put it those with special courage who are they and why highlight these three lee
1: sure well we're going to talk about ruth who of course has a book named after her in the old testament we're going to talk about the samaritan woman in john chapter four uh we don't even know her name but she was a very brave lady and then we're going to talk about jesus's mother mary and, uh, of course, we all know what she did for us, but uh, she's a great example of courage.
0: Lee Grady, thank you so much again for joining us, and we we'll look forward to speaking next week. Great. I'm looking forward to it. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.